I don't really feel like doing a podcast right now, to be totally, totally, totally honest with you. I don't really want to. I don't really want to. I'd much rather be watching Game of Thrones, you know, the midgets and the boobs and everything. I'd much rather be doing that than doing this. But uh, sometimes you really just got to sacrifice of your real life for your art. You know, and this is art to me. Shit stories and... Uh, okay. I just, I'm not in the mood. I'm just not in the mood to fucking talk nonsense to you. But I will. But I will a little bit. So today is Malcolm's third birthday. And I did this really annoying thing on Facebook where I just did, you know, three years ago today throughout the last 40 some hours, which is really the length of my labor virtually. I mean, I don't know what you really count as labor. I count from when I started having contractions to the moment they plucked his giant head from within my womb. Um, that's what I count as labor. So it's probably a little bit exaggerated, but to me, meh, fuck off. And, uh, yeah, it was a really long labor. Cause like I was posting on Facebook three years ago today, my labor pain started three years ago today. It's been like, it was just, I thought about it for the past two days and I'm like, fuck that sucked. Like, I don't know how women get convinced to have more than one kid, but I guess most women have a pretty quick labor and a successful vaginal birth. I think I'm just one of the freak shows that just, it just wasn't going to happen and it was going to be long and painful and arduous. And, uh, yeah, so I, 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 no, I will not be having any more children from my body. I'm too old and too haggard. So yeah, it's also my C-section scars birthday, which always gets forgotten. I feel like no one acknowledges her or him that it's his or her birthday as well. No one really says, hey, happy C-section scar birthday to you. No, it's always about him. Me. And I remember when I was pregnant thinking, you know, what a fucking ripoff. You go through all that horrible misery to bring someone into the world, and then you got to throw them a motherfucking birthday party every year on the anniversary of your getting torn apart in one way or another. Like, my bowels were on the outside of my body. Do you understand? I don't think you do. Anyway, so happy birthday to him. And I'm done bitching about the birth, but if anybody would like to see a photo of my lovely, slightly off-center C-section scar, just email me and we'll work something out. Okay, because I feel like it should be shared. And every year on Malcolm's birthday, I take a picture of it and I have it in a scrapbook. Okay, so... Yeah. I don't know. I still love that kid and it was worth it. And I would do it again? Is that what I'm supposed to say? Because really? Okay, I would do it again. If it meant that he was the kid that I got, I would do it again. But I, man, <laughs> that would be a fucking tough one. Because yeah, wow. Okay, went through a lot there. Anyway, so let's flash back and totally change subjects and go back to Easter. Do you remember Easter? Uh, Good Friday, they killed Jesus, I think. And then he arose on Sunday. And I really don't know what Easter Monday is for. I don't really get the whole deal, but I do know I was having my family over, like my sister and my mom and my niece over for Easter dinner. And my plan for Easter dinner was to rotisserie a small turkey, 10 pound turkey. Great. Good idea. Good idea. Broken shoulder. Great plan. Sure. That should be really easy for you to do broken shoulder. So I brined it. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And Sarah was like, okay, I'm going to take the boy and we're going to go to the park. And I thought, okay, well, that's really cool because I have, you know, a whole meal to prepare by myself with one arm now. 
which means I have to make the refrigerated cheesecake. I have to do the fancy hash brown potatoes. And uh, yeah, that should be really easy for me to do by myself with one arm. I, yeah, on in hindsight, yeah, this should be really easy. So I text her when I need her to start heading home. I give her like 15 minutes notice and I don't get a response. So I'm like, okay, well, this turkey has to start cooking because it's going to take for fucking ever on the barbecue and I'd like to eat before sundown. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take my destiny into my own hands. I'm not just going to sit back on my laurels and wait for life to happen to me. I'm going to happen to my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure you do. So step number one, I go outside on the deck. <sighs> okay. There's, you need a little bit of backstory on this. A few weeks ago, I rotisseried a pulled pork, like I did a pork butt on the barbecue, and I had to take that weird warming shelf out of the inside of the barbecue. Like, you know, if you're, maybe your steaks are cooked and you're just letting them sit on the top of the rack or you're heating up your buns, it's like a weird little rack that sits on the top that you can like do stuff with. I've never ever used one. I don't really know why we have one because I'd never use it. And I, during the pulled pork extravaganza, I took that thing out and I rested it on the side of the barbecue. Okay, just try and keep my cool here. Um, so at some point, sometime between then and breaking my shoulder, I needed Sarah to put the uh, barbecue cover back on the barbecue. So my first step, Easter Sunday, is to go outside and take the barbecue cover off of the barbecue. And having said, like having done that, I did that. And as I was pulling the barbecue cover off of the barbecue, the, I don't know, 10 pound, well, that's an exaggeration, eight pound, 8.5, nine pound, 10 pound, whatever pound, warming grill tray thing, because Sarah had left it on the shelf of the barbecue when I pulled the drop cloth barbecue cover off, the um, grate, warmer 10 pound thing fell on my fucking toe and I was just wearing like little house slippers because I'm a lady and man I was like cock suction fuck because it just it's like my arm is aching it's fucking burning and now I'm pretty sure I've broken my toe okay all right so I balled up my fists and I just clenched my teeth and I was like son of a fucking bitch fuck cunt bitch fuck cunt and I just took a minute, okay? It just took a minute. I lost control of my faculties there. I was just really angry. And then the phone starts ringing. Okay, okay. So I'm like, all right, the phone's ringing. That's probably Sarah. And I don't know about you in this scenario. If Can you be me? Okay, fatter. Mm, fatter. All right. Okay, fat enough, fat enough. You be me. Now, I feel as though... This is partially Sarah's fault because I feel as though she didn't respond to my text and I feel as though I told her to come back. I told her what time I wanted the chicken on the barbecue and I, I understand that she didn't want to be in the house during all that. I understand that. And had I had two perfectly functional arms, I would have loved that she had left. But after only having one arm and a very recently broken shoulder... I would have much rather her fucking been home. 
all right okay so the phone's ringing and i go inside and my toe's bleeding but it's not broken so let's all breathe one huge sigh of relief it's not broken and uh i'm like my fists are balled up right now i don't know if you can sense the tension through your headphones but i was pretty mad so i i I pick up the phone and I'm like, hello. And she's like, hey, sorry, just got your text. Are you okay? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I said, you know, remember when you, you put the barbecue cover on the barbecue for me? Yeah. I said, maybe you should, did you think maybe you should have put that really heavy grate thing back inside the barbecue? Oh no, what happened? Well, I lifted the barbecue cover and it smashed my fucking foot. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I said, yeah, but really? I figure a centimeter in either direction and I would have broken some fucking part of my toe. That thing was crazy, crazy heavy. Ugh. Okay, well, I'm really sorry. It's like, yeah, that's okay. That's all right. It's not your fault. I'm just feeling really mad right now. And my fucking arm hurts and my fucking toe hurts. And I can't fucking get this fucking turkey Trust, because I only have the one hand, really. It's really quite difficult. Oh, okay, do you want me to come back now? I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you, for your own personal safety, better stay away. Far, far away for a very long time. Oh, okay, are you mad at me? And I'm like, yeah, a little bit, but it's really not your fault. Uh, I only have one arm. I don't know why I took this on. I've made a series of unfortunate decisions in my life leading me to this point. And I'm just going to walk it off. Okay. So should I stay out with him a little longer and give you some free time to to take? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got to go now. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to go. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I take a couple T3s just to level me out, dull the pain. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's all right. No big deal. My toe is not broken. It's just incredibly bruised and painful and bleeding. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing I can't handle. I mean, we're celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ was beaten virtually to death and then was left to hang by nails in his hands or wrists, whatever. So maybe I can handle a tiny little bit of pain in my, in, in my big toe. Okay. All right. Now it's at this point I've adopted the mantra of I'm a little teapot. It, it was just one of those things. Malcolm was listening to music that morning and I was kind of humming it all day. And now I'm just using it as a coping mechanism because now I'm about to try and spear the, the turkey with the, with the, with the skewer, the spit. And the best thing about the spit is it doesn't quite fit my fucking barbecue and it doesn't, it's not made for my barbecue. So it comes with a bunch of assorted pieces. So you kind of just take the long one and then medium one and then a small one, like just, you just screw them all together. So they make one long spit, except they don't fit my fucking barbecue. And I couldn't remember which ones fit the best on the barbecue. So I played with that for a little while. That was really fun to try and screw and unscrew those things with one arm. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Great. This is just going fucking wonderfully. And uh, eventually I just, I just ballparked it and I'm, I'm starting up the barbecue because you got to start it up to high. It's got to be really cranked high to really get it going. 
And of course, I didn't think to measure the spit that I had to assemble myself before I turned the barbecue up to high. Right? Why would I do that? That would be stupid. Or really smart. Either way, I didn't do it. Okay, so... Uh... I've got, I've got the turkey out, I've got it on the spit, with relatively no problems there whatsoever. It was relatively an easy task. Getting those two fork things that go on either side of the turkey to kind of hold it in place, that, that, was, that was really painful and really fucking stupid for me to have done. But I did it, because I'm going to rotisserie this bird. I'm going to make love to this bird. So trying to crank the screws, and then I held it up to try and transport it like a torch so that the turkey was just hanging there and then of course I didn't tighten the nuts enough and uh, I was trying to carry it with my good arm because I didn't want to carry it with two arms because it was like a 10 pound turkey and like a one pound spit yeah so when I held it up like a torch the turkey fell off and hit me in the hand like it slid all the way down alright that's okay walk it off walk it off walk it off suck it up and my toe is just like doing this like if my toe was on a fucking cartoon it would have like really painful like red lines coming out of it and my god my brow would be so furrowed in that cartoon i tells you what so i readjust the screws as best as i can and i decide i'm just gonna have to suck it up and carry it in both hands even though my shoulder's fucked up and this thing weighs way too much like way more than i should be carrying because i have to get this done because Jesus, it's time. So I head outside and uh, I open up the lid, carry the turkey out there, and um, I realize that the spit is just a little too long, so I put the wrong pieces together. Now, isn't that hilarious? Isn't that just the funniest fucking thing you ever did here? Right? Okay, great. But I think, fuck it. As long as it fits across the barbecue, who cares? I don't give a flying fuck. I just need this fucking thing to sit on the barbecue and spin. All right. I set it on there. I get the motor on, plug it in, stick it to the end of the spit, and I turn it on. And at first, it spins. And I was like, by the power of grayskull thank you jesus it spins and it spins and it spins and it spins and then the breast of the turkey very sumptuous juicy full-bodied breast uh spins to the bottom and stays there because <laughs> sure here is my handle because the funny thing about turkeys are the breast is much heavier than the back. Isn't that funny? And then, and then after, it just the spit just kept, just kept spinning. And of course, the barbecue is on high. It's basically set to fucking Chernobyl. And now I'm trying to put my arms or my arm over it and try and get the turkey to sit properly. If there's anything, just checking to see if there's anything, if there's anything I can do to get the turkey. No, no. So I've burned the whole underside of my arm on the Chernobyl barbecue. Here is my handle. Here is my spell. Okay. Great. Great. 
this has just worked out perfectly. I mean, I can't imagine this going any better. Can you? Yeah, it's just uh, so funny. <laughs> when I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pour me out. Great. So at this point, uh, I turn the barbecue off. I kick it. I kick the grate that's still on the floor that almost broke my toe. And I swear at that fucking turkey. And I said, okay. All right, Easter Sunday. You fucking win. This turkey is not going on the rotisserie. It's not. It's not happening for me today. And I gave up. Shut everything off. Kicked it again. And I came in and I turned on my oven. And that was the end of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm a so knowing how enraged I was with the turkey incident, I took what I consider to be my first adult move that entire morning. And I don't know if you listen to any other shows or any of my other awful attempts at making turkey. Um, my family likes to tease me a little bit, um, mostly because my turkeys are fucking awful. And they usually come out like sawdust. And we usually use like a liter of gravy just to choke the fucking stuff down. And they tease me and it's funny and it's cute. But not today, my friends, not today. Not this of all holy days, not this Easter Sunday day, no. I say no, friends, I say no. So I, I, I did the most, the most adult thing I've ever done in my life, perhaps, besides becoming a parent. Even that, though, was a lot of fun, like picking up the sperm donor and the sperm catalog and all of the orgasms that came with trying to conceive children like a child. I just, even that was probably more fun. Here's what I did. I texted my sister and I said, please, please, I've had a terrible day. Please, today is not the day to make fun of my shitty food. Okay, just to let you know that I am not in a good mood and I'd prefer you didn't mock my shitty turkey. Oh, for sure. Okay, thanks. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Because, you know, there's a time to joke. And if everyone's happy and willing to joke, it's great. It's fine. I freely admit my turkeys have tasted like fucking assholes. And uh, it's all my fault. It, it takes time to learn how to make a turkey, okay? It just takes time. But I feel that my reaching out and letting her know that I may choke her to death on the Lord's day, if she makes fun of my shitty fucking turkey. I feel like I really took a step towards being the, the man I want to be. Less I'm a little teapot, more assertion, more honesty, more feelings. I feel like I really made a good choice there. What do you think? Okay, you think that the rotisserie thing was stupid in the first place and any idiot would tell you that the breast is much heavier than the back. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Holy God, the barbecue's trying to kill me. It is so fucking windy here right now, and no word of a lie, the wind, it's like 90 kilometers an hour. I'm not fucking kidding. There are shingles all over my front yard. And the barbecue, I'm kind of scared. The barbecue just got blown across the deck. Yeah. Okay, maybe we'll stop talking about the barbecue. I think... Uh, I think the barbecue is going to win every round. Okay. That was scary. I hope you could hear that. Good God. Oh, mercy. Okay. We're going to hear uh, from Tails. I hope she doesn't have a story about 
a rotisserie turkey because if she does, this is going to be really boring. All right, hang on. Okay, so I'm going to try and make this make sense. I'm two beers in. I know I'm a lightweight. It's this whole switching from night shifts to day shifts thing. It's totally fucking with me. Anyways, hi, I'm Tails. Um, I don't know if I've ever acknowledged any of the other submitters on this show, so I'm going to do so now. Rose, I love that you tell us things. I like your uh, storytelling skills. Um, I really suck at names and who does what, but I'm pretty sure you're the one that's um, got really high social anxiety and stuff, and you hang out with people with social anxiety, and that was your story. Um, I have pretty decent social anxiety. I'd rather stay home by myself and play my video games and just not socially interact with anybody. Uh, in fact, I have zero friends. I just dumped my last friend because I cannot handle friends. It's too fucked. Anyways, uh, Rose, you're awesome. And I'm happy to be a part of whatever you're a part of with Sandra. And uh, Julia, I think you were um, a one-off. Like, you just sent one one thing about lesbian sex and orgasms and shit. Good, good segment. I literally sat there grinning ear to ear the whole time. Um, if I'm wrong, please just don't judge me. I've just had a couple, that's all. Uh, but yeah, no, Julia, that was awesome. Uh, Rainbow Dash, uh, you're fucking great. Your production value is great. Everything you do is great. You and your partner sound great. I mean... I love hearing from you guys, too. Electric Gary, I have been listening to your segments since back at the return sender days when, like, I'm pretty sure before I even knew I could send something in and be listened to and have people listen to me. And I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Electric Gary, you rock. That Empire State Building story with the 87 floors, that's fucked. That's really fucked. And um, Electric Gary, your um, doing the survey thing through the mail for the TV thing. I did that like two, three years ago. And for anybody that doesn't know, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, as well as Sandra and Rainbow and Lisa. Um, but I got this random thing in the mail and it had like $2 in it taped to something. And it was like, oh, do this, uh, this, um, radio quiz thing and tell us, you know, survey, radio survey and tell us exactly you know, what you listen to, when you listen to it, and how you listen to it. So I got a toonie out of it, which for you Americans is a $2 coin, not a token. It's real money. I swear to God, it is real money. And, uh, yeah, so I sent that back, and then they sent me another survey with pretty much the same questions with a $5 bill stuck to it. Bala! So I know exactly how you feel getting paid for doing absolutely jack shit. Now, to my um, entry, Sandra, T3s. You haven't shit in a long time. Over a week, I, I think, since you broke your arm. I really suck at days, so I, I don't know. Over a week for sure. Now, <clears throat> I have my own story, and this is actually going to be a shit story. Yay! We all love shit stories. Woo! Okay, but mine's not about publicly defecating myself. This one is at home, in the privacy of my own home, all by myself. Worst, another one of my worst experiences in my life. Um, <clears throat> I had my, my tonsils and my adenoids removed at the same time. So I had throat and sinus surgery at the same time. And I was prescribed T3s, but I have like a really weird reaction to T3s where I just want to puke my face off. So 
after telling the anesthesiologist this, she also prescribed me like a, a, a prescription strength gravel to take with it. So I honestly can't tell you the first three days of that because I was so fucked out of my brain. I, I don't even know. I, was, I saw like tree frogs and like I was tripping balls anyways. Um, so I was on these T3s for a week uh, after my surgery and I did not shit once during that time, as you have not as well. So all of a sudden, I'm kind of sitting where I was living at the time. I was on downtown um, on Assiniboine or whatever, and I was living with this weird guy. That's a whole other story, but I was living with like, this weird guy. And I got this, like, extreme shooting pain in my my stomach, and like, it hurt. It, I was in so much like so much pain. And then it wouldn't stop for another two days. And I was taking Advil after Advil after Advil, like, stop hurting. What's going on? Then I realized that I probably had to take a shit. So I sat on the toilet, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried. And my asshole was on fire. Nothing came out. Not a damn thing. I knew I had to take a shit at this point, and I tried, and I pushed. But my face went red. I swear I popped a blood vessel in my, my temple. And I, I couldn't get it out, and I didn't know, know why. So I started panicking, and I got into a sweat, and I went down to the little Asian store down the street from where I lived, and I bought a liter of prune juice. Well, I chugged that motherfucker back like it was beer. It was gone. It was so gone. And literally an hour later, I'm sitting on my toilet, and I proceed to give birth to a small child out of my asshole. I swear to God, like, I had, I was so embarrassed. I'm so happy that I was by myself and my girlfriend at the time was nowhere near. But I actually had to go to the kitchen and I had to get a butter knife and I had to divide this gargantuan sized shit into four because it wouldn't go, I knew if I flushed, it was getting plugged and that's the end of that. So, um. I couldn't sit for another four days after that giant shit because my asshole was on fire. It hurt so much. There was blood. It was just, oh, my God. Ah. Okay, so I, I really wish that this does not fall upon you, that you have to experience this because you've already ex- experienced the kidney stones and the, the actual childbirth. I really don't think that you should be experiencing the childbirth from your ass. <laughs> suck anyways that has been tails that's my next short story all right peace out man (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh i love a shit story that is fucking brutal oh my god i know what you're saying though man because like this time mercifully it wasn't so bad but when i after i had had uh malcolm it's like they give you T3s and then they give you fucking naproxen. And it's it's basically like like they want you to never shit again. And he, Tails, I'm going to give you a tip, okay? They give you like, I think it's like Dulcolax. No, it must not be. It's like some kind of stool softener when you take these pills because they know it'll constipate you. It's just a fact, right? But I don't need a stool softener. Like, it's great that it's soft and it just kind of turns into clay and just gets packed up, kind of like <laughs> like what happened to you. You just end up with, like, a fucking Coke can sitting in your colon. And 
especially after a C-section, man, I don't want to shit out a Coke can because it hurts. Like, it hurts your scar. It hurts your asshole. Everything just fucking hurts. So here's my tip for you. Restorelax. Okay? Restorelax. It's a powder. It really saved the day for me because when I couldn't shit for that time, I don't know. I don't think it was a week, but it was a long time. It was like three or four, four and a half days. I can't quite remember. It was long enough for me to be very concerned about my asshole because I know situations like yours where you shit out a huge, maybe in your case, it was like a chunky soup can. And your asshole can stretch, but man, you're going to pay for it because that fucking hurts. Like that fucking hurts. So the next time you're on T3s, restore relax. Say it with me, restore relax. I don't really know exactly what it does, but it's a really gentle like laxative, I guess, or something. Because uh, Sarah works in a hospital and that's what they give the kids in the hospital that have a hard time pooping. You just dissolve it in water and stir it up and drink it. And fuck was I doing that. At first she was like, oh, we'll just take a half a cap full. And I was like, uh-huh. And then I'd wait for her to go to sleep and I'd take a full cap. Because like, I need to shit. Mama bear needs to shit. I can't shit out a Coke can anymore. I'll never do that again. Fuck you. Fuck you, Naproxen. No fucking way. God, I feel for you, man. <laughs> I just keep thinking about you making the conscious decision. Like looking down into the toilet and thinking, huh. Yeah, I'm not a plumber, but that's not going down. And then you went into the kitchen and you, you must have thought about what do I use to break up my giant log of shit? Spatula? No. A fork? Oh, that's not really going to cut it. Butter knife. Why didn't you use a steak knife? wonder. That might have been a good idea, too. And did you throw out the butter knife at the end of it? Because, like, if you know exactly which butter knife it is, I don't care how many times you wash something, in your head you're going to know that you, that was the shit knife. you got to throw that out, right? Or did it just look like all the other ones and then you'd really never know? Like, you'd just wash it and never know which knife is the shit knife. I'd just assume all of them were shit knives. I'm not going to be eating at your place anytime soon. Okay. Unless you have new cutlery, in which case I'm still not going to be eating at your place anytime soon because I don't, I don't have any friends either. And I don't really want friends either. I think we've all got social anxiety. All right. I've got one more segment from a new submitter. Um, she, I don't really know too much about her. She uh, has listened through all of these shows, and then she's uh, now moved on to the Return to Sender shows, which is a podcast I used to do how many years ago now? Like a year and a half ago now. So those are all up on um, iTunes, and you can go listen to those if you want. There's some really good stories there. I'm going to recommend the episode called Christmas Squirrel or A Christmas Squirrel. She listened to that one. That was our first Christmas show, and... Uh, I remember enjoying recording that one, and I remember thinking uh, it was pretty funny. Mostly because it was funny, I think. Anyway, you listen, you be the judge. All right, well, let's, uh, let's hear what she has to say here. Hello, Sandra. This is Amy. I am a listener from Massachusetts, and I just wanted to call and say hello because I think you're awesome. And I've been listening to your shows. I started at your most recent one and working my way backwards, which I think is a good way to go. But I just listened to the show, I think yesterday, but I've been listening to probably about, you know, a couple shows a day, maybe like three, four more, um, because they're great. So I listened to the show um, regarding your old podcast and what that guy did to you. I have nicknamed him Dickface instead of, you know, 
taking the courtesy to remember his real name because he seems like the biggest douchebag ever. And I think it's a really sucky situation where you, you know, meet a friend and like trust them and develop this relationship and you think you're so tight and, you know, like why would you ever think somebody would fuck you over that hard? And it's totally sucks when that happens and I feel really bad for you. However, I do have to say that um, you kind of made out in the end, like I hate to say it, but losing him was probably the best thing that ever happened to you because now you have your own podcast that you actually get to speak some of the time on. And uh, yeah, you have a billion listeners and it's awesome and it's great. So in the end, him being a total dick kebab basically, you know, made you get your own show, which is way funnier than the other one ever could be because dick face was on it and wouldn't let you talk. So, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, I love your stories and your poop anecdotes. I actually have a great poop story, but I don't think I can share that yet. Maybe I'll do it on another, another send in, but I do have a question for you. I am gay. I live in Massachusetts and all my friends are straight. I never, like, I was a theater major in college. There were no, I have a lot of gay guy friends, but that's totally different. But I, like, never have, like, been in, like, you know, like, a group of lesbian friends. I just don't have that. I didn't meet really any lesbians in college. And I do have one lesbian friend. But I feel like I'm, like, so out of the loop on a lot of stuff. I feel like I'm basically, like, straight, but I just like girls. And uh, so I was wondering, because you're always talking about you and Sarah and, like, who's the man? Like, who's the dad? Who's the man? Who's the man in the relationship? Like, who's more manly personality-wise? Who's more manly look-wise? And, like, I guess I wonder, like, why does either of you have to be the guy? Can't, like, is there, like, gender roles in, in all relationships? Is that something that happens, like, all the time? Like, do I need to, like, butch up or fem? I'm really girly. Like, I really am. I'm just, I'm you know, lipstick wearing, literally. I like lipstick a lot and I do hair and makeup for people and kind of fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just found that really interesting. So anyway, again, I think you're freaking awesome. I left you a review as well on iTunes because I feel like you deserve it. Um, and I would also be donating probably shit tons of money to you, but unfortunately I was laid off a year and a half ago. (laughs) I'm a teacher life sucks. And, uh, that's also a really good story, but for another time. So I just want to wish you all the best because you deserve it and you're fucking hysterical. And again, best thing that ever happened to you. Dick face, tough, tough situation, a lot of hurt feelings, but, uh, in the end, I think it worked out in your favor because now you have your own awesome podcast and a ton of listeners and I'm pretty sure that, uh, even though he has a podcast, he probably doesn't really have anyone listening at all because who wants to listen (laughs) to some man that's full of themselves like to well to put effort into listening to some man that's full of themselves so anyway have a great day thanks so much bye god amy has great taste doesn't she doesn't she just have the best taste in the whole world doesn't she really know what humor is oh i just can't get enough of her Okay, so let's start at the top. I did have a podcast called Return to Sender. I was on that. Um, I'm not going to lie. That clip made me laugh pretty hard. Um, it, it didn't end well. That show didn't end well. It didn't end in a way that anyone 
really wanted it to or could anticipate. Um, well, I couldn't anyway. So if you want to listen to that whole debacle or my side of the debacle, listen to an episode of mine called uh, Misty Watercolored Memories, and then listen to the episode immediately following that called One More Thing. Because I, I just, when I recorded uh, Misty Watercolored Memories, it was, um, by the end of it, I was just so, I was just as angry during the recording of that show as I was when it actually happened to me. And yeah, some, you know, in some situations you just kind of, your emotions just get out of, get out of hand. I should have been singing I'm a Little Teapot during the recording of that show because it probably would have calmed me down a bit. But man, you know, uh, I could just go on and on about that, but I will not. So thank you for the compliments. I hope you enjoy RTS. There's some really good stuff there and you guys should all kind of go check that out, I think. And, um, yeah, so let's see. I do, you know what? I, I do enjoy having my own show. I love, I can record anytime I want. Um, I feel like I am kind of successful. Like you have to remember, okay, that the majority of podcasts last eight or nine episodes. They're lucky if they get 500 plays lucky. So I've done 75 shows and I just, I think I have like a hundred thousand, a hundred hundred thousand two hundred or so plays as of this exact second right now from 75 shows so I don't really know what that means exactly but um it feels good it's a milestone I feel like like when I go and check some of these shows on Podbean it's like they have 250 episodes and like 30,000 plays or they have 70 episodes and 11,000 plays there's not I feel like I've done quite well because I mean look around. Okay. For amateur loser, nobody idiots. I'm right up there. I mean, that's the thing about podcasts though. Like why would you listen to someone like me? If you can listen to someone that's famous and already a comedian and has famous friends, like I get it. It's a free, it's a free medium. So why would you choose a fat lady drinking a diet Pepsi in her kitchen when you could listen to a real celebrity that you could watch on the TV? So to me, it's a huge accomplishment to have as many listeners as I do and to have some of them donate their time. I mean, if look, if it comes down to it, if you have one choice, you can either send me $5 or five segments. I'll take the five segments any day of the week. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to be okay. I do love donations too. So feel free, changeofaddress.podbean.com if you want to, or an iTunes review. Just contribute in some tiny way. Send me an email that says you suck or go fuck yourself or whatever. It just feels good when I like I see an iTunes review and it's like, oh, okay, I'm not just screaming in my kitchen to nobody. I'm screaming to my ki- in my kitchen to these 25 people here. Uh, okay, what else did you talk about? Hang on, let's get, stop talking about me. Everybody's sick of me. I do, you know what I do miss though about doing that show is I miss having like another person in the room, someone else to vibe off of, someone else to take, um, take some energy from, you know, cause you can kind of like banter and exchange ideas. I just feel like it's just like a one trick pony here. I'm a one-sided, I'm the broad side of a barn, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't really have any lesbian friends except for, um, Lisa and Tails and Rainbow. And they're not really real life friends. I actually am friends with one of my exes. Well, I'm friends. Well, I'm on speaking terms. Oh, here's a story. God, this show's going to go long. I really wanted to f- do this quickly so I could go watch Game of Thrones again, but because my kid's birthday party is in like an hour and a half. So you're welcome, people. Continue doing nothing. That's great. Yeah, you just keep doing that. Um, I saw one of my exes. My ex's parents live by where my mom lives. So I was walking 
Max the dog, the very expensive dog. And who comes screaming by? My ex-girlfriend. Let me just give you a quick backstory on this one. Um, when I was like three months pregnant, her and I, and she knew I was pregnant, went out for lunch. Okay, so I'm eating my taco salad and she's basically just saying inconsiderate, insensitive things like one after another. Like, oh, um, well, who's, whose last name is the kid going to have? And I was like, I don't know, maybe we'll do a hyphen, which at the time I thought was like the best thing, but it really wasn't. Don't do that. Don't do that. And she's like, well, what's going to happen when she leaves you? The kid's going to have her name. And I'm like, okie doke. And then she's like, well, you can have a baby shower. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want a baby shower. Oh, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, Sarah's going to have the baby shower, but it's not her baby. Oh boy. It just, it was like, I can't even remember all the fucking stupid things she said to me. And she feels because she's straight now. Cause we did date many years ago, many, many years ago, like 15 years ago. Um, but she's straight now. And I think she feels because she's married that her relationship is more valid than mine. And I also think that she thinks because she's married to a man, her relationship is more valid than mine. So, um, and keep in mind her husband, like, oh God. Anyway, I'll tell you more about this as the story progresses. So she pulls up to a stop sign. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I haven't talked to her in a long time, like a year, year and a half, maybe. She's got like a one-year-old now and all this shit. And she's like, oh, hey, so how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. And then I thought she was going to proceed to wherever the fuck she was going because she was done stopping at the stop sign. And I was like, great. She has no choice. She's in the car. She's at a four-way stop. She's got to get the fuck out of here. No, she doesn't. So she pulled in front of the sidewalk and kind of blocks traffic. And she starts, you know, talking about this and that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, what happened to your shoulder? Blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Oh, you should go see my sister. She does physio at such and such. And I'm like, I don't really want to. And she's like, why? And I said, well, I don't really want to know the person that I'm doing the physio with. Like, I know that's weird, but I just feel like um, I don't want my ex-girlfriend's sister around. I don't want to make small talk. I don't want to ask how you are. I don't want you to ask me how I am. I just want to do the retard exercises and go home. I don't want to make small talk and I don't want it to be weird because it's weird. It would be weird. It is currently weird and I'm not even doing it and it's still weird. Oh, why don't you want to go see my sister? I'm like, uh, you know, I just want to go to someone I don't know. Well, you don't have to get naked or anything, you know? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I know that. I'm I understand how the world works. Like, don't ask me to rotisserie a turkey, but I get that I keep my clothes on to exercise my shoulder. I under, I'm, I'm aware of that, yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, you just gotta, like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? You must, right? Okay. Okay, and then, you know, we start talking some more, and she's like, so are you and Sarah still together? <sighs> like, I don't, I guess she just doesn't realize how fucking insulting that is, I guess. Like, there's another way to ask that. Perhaps she could have said something like, how's Sarah? are you and Sarah still going to try for a baby? No, it's like, are you still together? It's like, oh, why? Because we're not straight and we're not married. And you know what? In, in an alternate universe where I knew I was never going to see her again, I would say, how's your husband? Has, you, has he been so drunk that he got locked in his own car and then pissed all over the floor and then came inside and accused you of locking him in the car? And then chased you out of your house so much so that all you could grab was your purse. You didn't even leave with shoes. Has he, has he done that lately? Has that happened? Oh, okay. So you haven't been running from your house from your alcoholic husband lately. Okay. Yeah. But you're married. Yeah. Yeah. More of a real relationship than mine. Absolutely. I get it. God, why did I tell you that story now? I don't even fucking remember. Ugh. 
Anyway, hang on one sec. I'm getting a phone call, if you must know. Yes, hang on. Very important over here, very important. Okay, don't remember why I told you that story. Oh, right, it was, we were talking about um, any lesbian friends. So, I don't know, does that even count? That she's a friend, is she a friend? I don't know, not really. But my other friend is married, my other ex, who's a lesbian, who's my friend, is married to a very attractive young woman. They have a child together as well. And that's my only real life lesbian friend. And we're just as boring as everyone else, really. I'm having a really hard time with these playground interactions with the moms. It's just so awkward and painful. And I just don't know how to be, man. I don't know how to act normal. Like, not even normal, normal. Just like, I don't know how to carry on a conversation. I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't care <laughs> anything. Uh, I don't know. It's hard, though, because when you're first meeting somebody, you're just kind of like having neutral, boring conversation. And eventually, you know, maybe she discloses that she likes to be tied up and smacked around. I don't know. But that's a long way away. That conversation is a long way away. Swearing even takes forever to get comfortable with someone. I just want to meet someone like me. Someone a little bit crazy and weird like me. I guess I, what I really should hope for is someone who's a really good listener. Because I never fucking shut up. Okay. I don't know anything about lesbians. I don't know how to make a lesbian friend. And the thing about, like, if you're a single lesbian and you want to make friends, chances are you're going to come across a lot of single lesbians. And you might not be attracted to them. And they might be attracted to you. And then things get weird. And it just gets weirder and weirder. Because if you're a lipstick lesbian, oh, God, you are in high demand. Every time I went to a gay bar, like, I like a feminine girl. I just do. It's like every time you go to a gay bar, there's, like, I don't know, 25 butchy girls like me and compared to them i am a lipstick lesbian as well so that got weird it's like oh god you and your leather vest get the fuck out of here okay i'm not interested unless it's lisa in which case <sighs> okay i don't know i don't know how to date i i my suggestion to you is there's got to be like some kind of book club maybe rainbow and lisa will do a bit about um how to make lesbian friends because they have them and they go out, and they're nice, social, wonderful people. And Rainbow, I think, does a lot of stuff in the gay community in Winnipeg. So she would know. I do not. Um, I always joke about who's the man in our relationship because we're really weird. And I just, it's like I'm supposed to be capable of like these stereotypical male things. And a lot of people like to say, which one of you is the man? That's why I think it's funny because it's like, if you, if, you, if you were to go like the stereotype route, Sarah would be the man. I'm, there's, like, I, I'm just not any of the stereotypical male things, except I can barbecue. Not rotisserie, but I can barbecue. That's the only thing I really do. I just think it's funny because everybody always asks us that, and it's like, I don't know, in what, in what case? What do you mean? Which one of us is the man that does what? Puts up the Christmas lights? Not me. Cleans the bathroom? Not me. Does the cooking? Me. Does the cleaning? Not me. Sweeps out the garage? Not me. Just, you know, it's just endless. But I think there's gender roles in straight relationships too, right? And a lot of times the woman rules the roost. A lot of times behind closed doors, these men are pussies. And uh, they get whipped. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say pussy. They, they're scrotes. Because scrotums, you know, you can tear a man's scrotum with your bare hands. Dr. Mike taught me that once. And I could not stop fucking laughing. Oh, my kid's awake. I gotta go. Listen, remember all those things I usually say at the end of every show? Yeah, you put those in for me because I don't have time to do it right now. Malcolm, it's your birthday. Are you excited? No. Okay. All right. Do you want to come talking to a microphone? No. You don't? No. Oh, how old are you today? Oh, you're fun. Why are you awake so early? 
Oh, okay, I gotta go. God, the fun sucker showed up. All right, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com if you want to send in a segment. Amy, you better send in a hell of a lot more than that. And um, thanks to all the submitters. And Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, Twitter, um, myspace.com. What else? Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. Leave a review on iTunes for the love of God. Just please. Come on. I need something to live for here. Malcolm, happy birthday. How old are you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're in a good mood. Great. Super. All right. See you guys later. Call you. Bye. Oh, you got diarrhea? Yeah, I did. Oh, and what happened? I, I barfed. You barfed and you got diarrhea? Yeah. Your phone doesn't look clean. It doesn't look clean? Do you think my phone has diarrhea? Nope, I don't think it has diarrhea. Have you ever had diarrhea? Yep. And what happened? I, did, I barfed all when I had the biggest barf ever. Oh. Did you have the biggest barf? Sometimes I've had a big barf, yeah. I had the biggest barf in the whole wide world. Did mommy get diarrhea sometimes? Yep. She don't want the diarrhea. I want to know for ice cream again. You want more diarrhea? I don't want more diarrhea. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? A cone. You like a cone? Yeah. Well, that's my favorite kind too. But sometimes I want to eat a cone right now. Well, you know what? We can go to the store right now. Can we go to the ice cream? We are not going to go to the ice cream store right now, no. Why? Ah! Ah! Are you okay? Do you have diarrhea? I don't. I've never had diarrhea. But you had diarrhea this I, Oh, I did? Yeah, you did. Had diarrhea? Yeah, you had diarrhea.